brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
Logos is the icon of the Father, and man is the icon of God. We are the image of God. Dire Wave 3. feeling that 
I was vibing. Did y'all like that? So today when I turned on the internet, I typed in get a Drake style beat. Drake style beat. I don't even know nothing about Drake. I know he had a Nickelodeon show. That's it. And then that came out. I just I just hit Drake style beat and I just start singing. What do y'all think of that? Oh, welcome if you would hit like and share. We're talking about that money. Talking about getting paid, yeah, yeah. Getting paid with fiat fake internet money. CBDC baby, yeah. Anyway, the song goes too quick. Like I'm trying to think up words. And the song's already over. Are y'all still there? Am I I live? Y'all can hear me, right? Did y'all like that song? Was that fire? I drop the hits every day, dude. Dropping hits. We got to figure out a way to attach a central, uh, a decentralized cryptocurrency to my hits. Firecoin. Anyway, that was a Drake style beat that popped up. And uh, that was just a tribute to Instagram yogurt pants communist chicks that aren't actually sexy, but then, I don't know. That's just what popped in my mind. That's how it be over here. Sometimes it be like that. I mean, we got hits all day. I don't know. What's the next? No, we can't do that. I got lucky with that Drake style beat right there. Somebody clip that. You guys, if you want to, whoever's out there, mods. Feel free and clip that sexy little communist. I kind of think my falsetto songs are, I don't know. It's got that Prince vibe when I do that falsetto songs. Welcome everybody. If you would hit like and share. How y'all doing today? Yeah, we won't ever get a, a silver play button because... Of getting demonetized. So that's the. That's the ways of the world. Sexy little communist. See. The hits are the ones that will stick in your head. I guarantee you. Your wife. Perhaps probably your mom. Is going to wake up tomorrow. She's going to walk in when she's cooking you breakfast. And she's going to say. I was loving that song. What was he saying? What's empirical, materialism, empirical criticism? Who is V.I. Lamine? Sexy little communist. If you would hit like and share, we, we're about to get bopping over here. We had a good time on the uh, Frank stream. Did y'all enjoy that? I'm kind of blown away at where Brave New World is taking me now. By the way, yes, we're going this hair long and crazy. It's going crazy. I got wings. I got wings like a 90s NBC primetime TV show wings. I got wings like Patrick Swayze hairdo style when he's holding up Aaron Gray. And by the way, when I hold up Aaron Gray, ain't nobody getting an abrasion. You gonna have that baby Aaron Gray. Boom, 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 boom. We're going to build a dynasty, Aaron Gray. Just kidding. Well, if I convert to Islam. 
and then I marry Jamie and Aaron Gray. And then we re- we re- refilm with Bitcoin zillions every scene shot for shot of Dirty Dancing with Patrick Swayze. Starring me as Patrick Swayze with wings. See those wings? I do have that. I got like a Patrick Swayze, Patrick Dempsey 1987 cut, right? All the men in 1987 had this kind of lion's mane haircut. And yo, old Patrick Swayze, he might have sung about She's like the wind In my cheeks I feel a breath on my face Her body close to me That song's lame though, dude. Compare that to Sexy Little Communist. Sexy Little Communist. By the way, all the songs are improv. Somebody said, how do you write that dandruff skit? I didn't write it. I flipped on the camera and just start talking. And sometimes, sometimes it comes out, sometimes it don't. Somebody messaged me and said, I've seen your skits and your voices and you clearly have MPD DID. I would like to integrate your, <laughs> your altars. I was like, okay, dude, sure. Uh, welcome everybody. It is today's show. And we got a lot, a lot of haters are ramping up, right? A lot of haters out there getting mad, writing essays and blogs, dissing us. Essays and blogs that nobody reads. That's okay. Uh, so, you know, one thing that when haters ramp it up, all that does is make me do more streams, more live events, more stuff. So it energizes me. It's like, all right. Because I know the best way to, to uh, defeat haters. You want to know the little secret? The best way to defeat haters is not to get wrapped up in the back and forth. Which is always tempting to do. That's the the worst thing about Twitter is that it will uh, be a mega energy drain and it will get you all wrapped up and going back and forth with people. Then I realized the best way to actually beat everybody, which is something I figured out a long time ago, it's just hard to discipline yourself to do it, is literally just keep churning out the superior content. Right? So as long as we keep putting out the superior content, uh angry, jealous, soy haters, constantly bitching, whining and moaning and complaining will never catch up. Uh, I mean, we surpassed most of the haters in terms of audience and reach years ago. And so it is what it is to use that classic cliche of boomer wisdom. It is what it is. Now the boomers are going crazy, especially like boomer Barney Frank, right? With his protruding nipples. Remember Trump? Body Frank, protruding nipples, really? Disgusting. Have you seen this guy? <laughs> I was I got my Trump a lot better. I never really paid attention or, or tried to really do my Trump that well, but now I'm working on it just because it's fun. And uh dang it, I lost that clip. There was a, a perfect clip. Maybe this is it. I gotta sneeze now. Dang. The books, the cocaine, I mean, cocaine bear. Oh, snorted way too much cocaine before trying to do do this show. Seven hour lime stream. 
So basically, I realized that when Donald Trump gives a speech, it's just stand-up. That's why everybody loves Donald Trump, because his speeches are like stand-up. And he's up there just basically doing a bunch of one-liners. So over the past six... If you want to be president, you got to do a bunch of stand-up. Basically. Basically. I'm talking about practice. So let's see if we can... And I noticed, did you ever notice that Trump's lips, they form a little box. It's a perfect little Trump box. It's like a little amplifier that he does with his lips, his little square. Have you ever noticed that? Well, thank you very much. And I'm thrilled to be back at CPAC with thousands of great and true American patriots. And that's what you are. I want to start by thanking Matt and Mercedes Schlapp. What is Diana Harshbarger. Thank you, Diana. He's the greatest. We I want to hear the, jo- the jokes. The he had a lot, of, a lot of things under his lot of Another one who's a serious character, serious but a great character. guy. You got to know him. He's a great guy. Great guy. Okay. Terrific guy. Great lawyer, too. Great and lawyer he's a strong too. guy. You know, he stops Slow somebody guy. coming at him with a knife. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Joe, sleepy Joe grabbed that guy's hand. He looked pretty tough and he drove him to the ground. Lee Zeldin. Where's Lee? What's he talking? I want to hear the jokes. I don't want to hear the introductory thanks. I will prevent and... Give me some li- Give me some one-liners, Trump. Is this it? Here we go. Let's try this. In 2016, I declared I am your voice. Today, I add... I am your warrior. I am. He's still running on that laptop platform. (laughs) How many years ago was that laptop thing? But I guess that boomers love that, right? So he's like, he's going for the jugular for the boomer vote. The boomers are out there still talking about that, that laptop. You heard about that damn laptop? You heard about that laptop of Hunter Biden? Yeah. 10 years ago. I'm not joking. It's not 10 years ago. Why I'm standing before you because we are going to finish. See, he did the square. His lips turned into a little square. Where's the Biden jokes? Good grief. <laughs> Pollen boy is on the attack today. I apologize, people. <laughs> so you're going to hear me snorting and sneezing. Here we go. I will. President Trump. The font. Uh, is this it? Former President Trump had U.S. eliminating an elected president. Former President Trump, for all, while also hitting on international issues, including China, which. All right, I guess I can't find it, but there was a great clip the other day that I was playing where he was running through his whole bit. Oh, you guys aren't even seeing it, are you? It's all right. Welcome, everybody. We're just warming up. Thank you. I'm trying to get it right because, but I need the right clip to get the impression right. Because there was a perfect clip of him talking about. Biden jokes, you know, doing his Biden shtick. Hunter Trump speech. And I bet you uh, YouTube doesn't want it. Like, they're probably just burying it. That's why. Here we go. This sounds like this was the Trump stand up right here. We can have more fun than at a Trump rally. 
And by the way, it's very soon. Great. He won 18 Indy 500s, 18 in the Navy, and then he became a genius on Wall Street in about two days. What's it? Didn't he have a plan like the the anti supposedly the anti version of the fifteen minute city? What's he calling it? Like fun cities or something? <laughs> like we're gonna have casino cities. It's gonna be wonderful. Entire cities casinos. It's so great that you're here, sir. Um, um for you, here we go. One hundred sixty-eight thousand. Have you seen the laptop? I hear they paid you a big check of. Three million dollars. I just want to speak on behalf of NBC, who's absolutely one of the worst. I just want to tell you, Hunter, Hunter, I just want to tell you, I couldn't be happier for you and your family. And I, I know you don't know anything about energy, and I know it's an energy company, but I, I think they made a great deal, Hunter. And then they fly to China. And I'm dealing with people right now. They're tough as hell, those Chinese negotiators. And I'm dealing with people right now. They're tough as hell. Negotiators. Hunter. Hunter. Who's not too smart. Not too smart. Hunter. Hunter. He goes in. He has a he meeting. Goes in. He walks out. It is fun. Have you heard this? The Geek Squad. And he leaves his laptop and he says, Daddy, Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Daddy. Have you heard this one? Have you heard it? Really wonderful story. <laughs> anyway, no, we're not gonna do Trump impressions all day. I just, I just got in, and I just got in a mood. Just got in a mood. Welcome everybody. It's a middle of the day stream. It's hot in hell. It's hot as hell in here. And I'm doing R&B singles, singing about hot Marxist babes, <laughs> snorting, sniffing, making that audience angry as hell we're going to be talking about the economic collapse we're going to be talking about the cryptos the bitcoins boomers are like that damn crypto caused economy to collapse even <laughs> yeah crypto is like one percent of the global gdp or whatever not even the size of the gold market crypto calls a whole economy because <laughs> the boomers believe the mainstream media. So we're going to be looking at uh, a couple clips here. Where's Hunter? The laptop. The laptop from hell, really. It's wonderful. Laptop, he's a great guy. Have you met this character, Laptopy? He used to come with his friend, Clippy. Have you seen this guy? This little guy comes on. He says, hey, can I help you spell? And did you hear what? Oh, Hunter says, he says, Clippy, no, Cl Clippy, how can I erase uh, all of the crimes? He says, wonderful character, this Clippy. That was just like the boomer take of, <laughs> of Clippy laptops. Have you heard the one about the Bitcoin and the cryptos? And he says, into a bar. They both walk into a bar. Really? <laughs> I'm just doing impressions. So all you uh, MAGA boomers, don't get mad. It's just impressions. <laughs> now, I put a bunch of clips on my wall that we're going to look at today. <coughs> <coughs> and I got a dang sipping jug because the allergies are... <coughs> the allergies are going wild today. I got a sipping jug. And 
pure moonshine. It's a sip and jug of pure moonshine. Damn, it's hot in here. <clears throat> Got the dang heat on. Y'all ever been around women? Y'all ever been around these women? And they get sort of cold-like. Have you been around these women? <laughs> really? Have you seen the women? They're walking around. They're always cold, turning down the heater. What is that? Why you don't touch the heater? What are you doing? I told the women, I says, I'm about to go and find a relationship with this Clippy. Have you heard of this little Clippy? Very cool, very interesting guy. I wouldn't fire him. In fact, I might make Clippy head of the Federal Reserve Bank. Have you heard what they're doing to the Federal Reserve? It's really crazy. What are they doing? They don't know. They don't know. Why do I do a square with my mouth? I don't know. You're fired. <laughs> Clippy. Clippy, you're fired. Where are you? Somebody tell Bill Gates, bring back that little Clippy. Make Jack GPT Clippy. That was the kind of AI I, I respected it. I liked it. I was able to type up emails. Do a little blogging. The GeoCities, have you heard of this? The GeoCities. Clippy was great. Wonderful Clippy. Now we've got Hunter and Joe, Sleepy Joe. I don't know. I thought that was funny. That just came out of nowhere. Anyway, so economic collapse. Let's get to the fun stuff. What is going on with the economic collapse? Well, we <clears throat> first, let's read this from our friend, Dr. Steve Turley. By the way, we got some <clears throat> excellent upcoming interviews with Dr. Steve Turley. Good grief. The allergies are going nuts today. <coughs> Woo. <clears throat> if you would hit like and share. Uh, Dr. Steve Turley has some good little write-ups here that we're going to give give us a, a summary of what's going on with these fake banks. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. 
At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And the collapses, SVB, OPP, CCP, PCP, on the SSPX, DL. Don't worry, it doesn't make any sense. It's not supposed to make sense. Should we get a little background beat going? A little, little bit of background beat, maybe? No. <clears throat> We're going to see what Dr. Turley's analysis is. Dr. Turley, one of the best uh, uh, YouTubers out there. Uh, th- so thankful for him having me on uh, a few weeks ago. It was a great interview. It's, it's got almost 100,000 views. And that was like the biggest week I think we've ever had. Right? We had... Alex, multiple in studios with Alex. We had the seven hundred thousand views on the um, the big in studio Saturday emergency broadcast. We had Tim Cast. We had multiple Sean Atwood interviews. Big channel, huge, huge true crime channel. By the way, one of the uh, former uh, mafia figures reached out to me. So we might have a big interview with one of those guys. <clears throat> we got an interview coming up with Jeremy from Covert Action Magazine, which is a longtime espionage geopolitical intrigue outlet that has hosted and, and featured some of the biggest names that I'm sure you've heard of. Abby Martin, I think they've had maybe Luke on. A bunch of different figures. Anyway, so that's going to be... I'm going to have to snort some Benadryl. I got a, I got a, a method where I dry that Benadryl. And then I snort it. I take that Dayquil and I dry it out. Snip it. Mama told me to go to to, uh, 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 to AA for snort and bend a drill and snort and Dayquil. My girl, she hooked on Dayquil. Oh, that didn't work. Take a day, Quill. I'm a mumble rapper. It's taking a day, Quill. But it's not, Quill. Actually, NyQuil does make sense with mumble rap, doesn't it? All right, let's read this. We get too crazy. People are going to leave. People are going to break up with me. I just go break up with me. <coughs> now, remember... <coughs> One thing I'm noticing from what we just read in the uh, Paul Williams Gladio book, guess what? All of these scam models are the same. So the scam model of the shell companies and corporations that gamble with other people's funds and then get the bailout or they uh, they stick the losses on the customer and they the gains go into their private accounts. That's the model that's going on here. <clears throat> as well as funding and through money laundering black ops and a couple other people out there who are uh, good high level high tier analysts notice the exact same thing uh, so let's look at what Dr. Turley says and remember it's the same model <clears throat> as what's in the, the Vatican bank scam model 
with all the shell corporations and all that. <clears throat> Gotta take my homeopathic allergy medicines. Uh, so the fr uh, regulators on Friday announced that they had officially shut down Silicon Valley Bank and took control of the deposits, representing nothing less than the single largest bank failure since the 2008 crisis. And like I said, if you want a good book on that, <clears throat> back at the time, I read Tom Woods' book on the 2008 housing crisis. Really good. The bank was up until Friday one of the world's leading financial institutions for tech. So all the, uh, it's the geeks in Silicon Valley, but also it's interconnected to global finance in general. <clears throat> This is collapse is the second largest bank failure in history. According to CNBC, the company's spiral began when officials from the bank shocked investors with news the bank was suffering from a $2 billion shortfall. Keep that number in mind. It's going to come back in the video. They needed $2 million to short the balance sheet. When that <clears throat> followed, what followed them was a massive run on banks <laughs> with customers <clears throat> withdrawing a staggering $42 billion deposits by the end of Thursday. So in a matter of uh, 24 hours, SVB went from being one of the most well-capitalized institutions and Jim Cramer, like boomer of boomers. Oh, I remember what it was. I was trying to remember somebody had a good idea for a character for like the next improv character. It's going to be a Jim Cramer style boomer, uh, stonks man, uh, who's always got the worst calls, right? Like who's the worst of these Charlie Munger, Jim Cramer, and who's the insane boomer that screams all the time about, uh, not Kramer, there's another one. The one that screams about Putin creating Bitcoin. <laughs> have you seen, have you seen this guy? Really? Unbelievable. Have you seen this guy? Let's see. Bitcoin. This is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Bitcoin created by Putin. What's this guy's name? And he's always yelling. This guy. You know, hard, behind Bitcoin. It's hard to believe this dude's real. I mean, this is like the essence of just insane level boomer attack, right? What is this guy's name? I know you guys in the audience know this. What's his name? Dan, yeah, Dan, some, Dan Pena, is that it? Putin. He to fuck up the American economy and the world. It's a long range plan. He started seven, eight years ago. He's going to see the demise. So Putin started a long-range plan seven or eight years ago to create Bitcoin to destroy the dollar. Uh, and you notice how he's got like paper charts and shit's like falling off. He can't even get like a chart that holds the paper up. And there, there's a picture of Elon Musk in the background. And he, <laughs> what the fuck is he wearing? Look at his shirt. Uh, the Western finance. Shit, I actually believe him now. He's wearing a pretty uh, awesome Christmas sweater, so maybe this, maybe he's, maybe it's legit now. It's a world. You know who's behind Bitcoin? Putin. He to fuck up the American economy. <laughs> well, I mean, he does have a giant paper graph behind him. So, <clears throat> what is that dude's name? Somebody put up a, a clip of him. <clears throat> is it Pena? Yeah, this is it. Clips of him going around on uh, Instagram. Check out this uh, year ago. This genius clip of him, of uh, Boomer Crypto Hater Man. If you knew who was really behind Bitcoin, really behind Bitcoin, you would run as fast as you fucking could to sell it. I know, 100%. Yeah, 
if you pause a lot, it gives what you're saying power and credibility. Just pause a bunch. Just pause a bunch between each word and the bullshit becomes more believable and now that I have boomer reading glasses and I can pull them down upon the bridge of my nose and I can peer above them and scowl at you it signifies that I am superior to you you see how that works If you knew who owned Bitcoin or who started Like that. Uh, yeah, we're still waiting on that one. That was uh, what, a year or two ago prediction there. So uh, always believe the boomer financial analysts when they tell you whatever they tell you because they always get it right. <clears throat> now, uh, for those that don't know, Bitcoin has nothing to do with CBDCs, has nothing to do with centralized exchanges, nothing to do with any of those things. Right, they're separate things. <clears throat> So let's get back to the letter uh, or this essay here or this little write-up. Bloomberg was reporting that 93% of the deposits are uninsured. <clears throat> so in a matter of 24 hours, SVB just went down, gone. There are companies like Roku with hundreds of millions of dollars that they may ne never see again. And so uh, as I was reading in other outlets, this is like tons of tech companies, right? Had tremendous amounts of money wrapped up into this and so uh people are like they don't know what they're doing they don't know what they're doing no they know what they're doing because <clears throat> when you do these kinds of uh shock test attacks right and i don't know that we don't know exact because a lot of this stuff is like shadow banking in the background with a lot of this we don't know how it goes down exactly how they're doing it or what they're doing to trigger it. But if you remember in the Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars document, it talks about specific <clears throat> nodes in the economy and in the society being the weak points that can be hit to disrupt that area. So uh, maybe logistics and supply chains, you'd hit this. Maybe uh, the economy, you hit this, right? So is this a coordinated thing? Probably. It's always hard to know for sure, but usually in economics, it is a coordinated kind of attack. And that's exactly what the uh, Silent Weapons for Quiet War document is about, right? That there's specific nodes within society that are known to be the pressure points by which you can collapse. And in the document, they use the examples of the supply chains. And then they, <clears throat> they use the model of the nodes for also uh, the society's worldview. 
so you can undermine and destroy society's worldview as well, the social cohesion by promoting dissension, promoting social decay, promoting degeneracy, promoting toxic culture, all of that is part of a uh, organized warfare technique. And it mentions particularly the welfare state. The welfare state is a key element of the collapse of the society. <clears throat> and so that is precisely why things like solid sound money have to be destroyed and have to be attacked. Now, remember guys, we've been lecturing through the text that nobody else lectures through. Who else has lectured through? I found one dude, uh, like 10 years ago that lectured through the Rakovsky interrogation. And we said, although <clears throat> we don't know for sure if it's, it's valid, it is a, an interesting piece of cold war arcana could be edited, could be fake. We don't know, but, uh, after this, I'm going to do the part two for subscribers. So we did the uh, secret history of communism, the Rakovsky interrogation uh, a few days ago. And the part the part two is now ready to be done. I'm going to do it today. So if you didn't get uh, subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to the website or on my Rockfin to get the part twos. You get access, by the way, to all of the previous <clears throat> five or six years of lectures and talks. <clears throat> but... By the end of the of the interrogation, I was kind of blown away because if you guys heard the long uh, podcast that we did with James Lindsay, Dr. James Lindsay and Stephen Coughlin, the uh, Pentagon's top uh, intelligence consultant for Islam, the one that we did with Courtney uh, some weeks ago, a couple months ago, really popular uh, podcast on my channel. A lot of people said they've watched that podcast about three or four times. It's two or three hours long, but we got really, really deep. And one of the things that we got deep into was the connection between Marxism, Hegelianism, and Spinoza. And when I was teaching <clears throat> the uh, History of Western Philosophy course, I had not yet gotten deep into the Sineoglu book, Radical Platonism and Byzantium. And we're making progress through that very lengthy text here from Cambridge, right? Remember this? You say, well, wait a minute. What does radical Platonism and Byzantium have to do with the Rakovsky interrogation? Well, guess who Sinyasoglu <clears throat> says is the key character to connect the character Plethon up to uh, Hegel and Marxism. Spinoza. Yes. In fact, Rakovsky says, if you really want to understand our position, understand that we're not Hegelian, but Marxism is Hegelian in, a, in terms of its influence. And he says that the people that I follow that are above me, they are Spinoza's, or rather Spinoza has their philosophy. directly vindicating do you see this and what do you think he's talking about there yes he's talking about adam weishop illuminism that's what he's talking about the same thing rakovsky's talking about <clears throat> and for those that don't know yes weishop was a communist okay so that's going to be exciting when you hear exactly what rakovsky talks about um, in the part two, we're going to get into uh, the top funders. We're going to get into um, 
the stock market crash in 1929, which was engineered according to Rakowski and according to Quigley. We're going to get into uh, the character of FDR. Uh, we're going to get into Tiny Mustache Man being part of the dialectic, according to Rakowski. Now, who's Rakowski? One of the most famous socialists uh, that you may not have heard of, right? <clears throat> he was the... I always forget his exact... He's Bulgarian, but he wasn't the... He was the chairman of the Ukrainian People's Socialist Republic of blah, blah, blah. They always come up with these names. Rakovsky was the... Let's go to... He was no small uh, figure in uh, communism. <clears throat> Bulgarian socialist revolutionary, <clears throat> Bolshevik politician, Soviet diplomat. Now, he was a uh, lifelong uh, Trotskyist. And so he fell afoul of Stalin. <clears throat> and hence the NKVD uh, arrested him and did an interrogation. But the only reason I'm bringing all this up is that it, it's just all the more a confirmation of what we've been looking at in sources that actually don't really have any direct connection between them. This, the Sinisio glue book doesn't have anything to do with communism, Marxism per se, except that it is tracing indirectly the origins of this back to Plethon in the fall of Byzantium. So this is again, huge uh, vindication for a lot of the analyses that we've had over the last several years, right? <clears throat> And it shows the, the important geopolitical connections that, oh, you're not supposed to talk about this. You're not supposed to talk about geopolitics. You're a bad person if you talk about geopolitics because we don't get into that, even though, I mean, pretty sure this had a big uh, influence in Russia in the last hundred years, right? Didn't it? Does that have anything to do with Russia in the last several hundred years, maybe? Does this have anything to do with the last 300 years, maybe? But no, I'm a bad person because I've read all this stuff and because I've studied under people at the Frankfurt School. It's, I'm a bad person. So um, this, right? So that's <clears throat> this is all tying into what we read in this. And for those who did the philosophy course, we got pretty deep into sections of this classic, right? Because as we were going into the pre-Socratics, we found out that revolutionary philosophers, uh, particularly here at the time of the French Revolution, <clears throat> saw a lot of power in resurrecting elements of Pythagoras. So you understand, this is not a conspiracy text. This is the <clears throat> Librarian of Congress, James H. Billington, and in this chapter, he goes into detail about the history of the actual, you know, origins of the, quote, Illuminati, Illuminate Confirm. Now, when it comes to Weishaupt himself, right, Weishaupt makes up a significant chapter, a section here. Spartacus Weishaupt, that was his code name. And then it gets into the early Illuminists and their love and, uh, and fascination with Pythagoreanism, Pythagoras. Thus, you can see the interest that we have 
in the pre-Socratics because Pythagoras counts as one of the pre-Socratics. And Billington, by the way, who is a uh, fan of the revolution. Okay, this is not an anti-revolutionary book or treatise. He, he's a historian of the history of revolutionary thought, particularly from the time of the French Revolution up to the Bolshevik Revolution. And he notes that the, the geometric and uh, Pythagorean symbolism that was used. Note this page from Billington. is from Pythagoras, right? So they, they consciously adopted a whole bunch of Pythagorean imagery. And he says that the key was the goal of the overthrow of orthodoxy because the two laws of Pythagoras were followed by the early Russian radicals, namely forbidding of private property and the requiring of shared ownership and the perfection of the, the moral, the moral perfection of the indi individual. That's the perfectibilis, right? So the idea of Marxism, communism, socialism <clears throat> was that man can be perfected through the principles of communism, socialism, and or Freemasonry. So this book is about how the lodges were used by some of these orders. And the model for the Republic, as you've heard me talk about many times, is the math state. The technocratic state is a quantified state. Math is the model for the perfect state. So Pythagoreanism <clears throat> is at the uh, heart of this which makes its reemergence in what was I looking where's my other book in what Rakowski says and I'll show you what does Rakowski say about the worldview of what he serves in terms of world socialism he says quote Marxism, as it was called, Hegelian. So this question was vulgarized. Hegelian idealism is a widespread adjustment to uninformed understanding of the, uh, of the West, of the natural mysticism of Baruch Spinoza. They, talking about the people that really run communism and socialism, they are Spinozists. Perhaps the matter is only the other way around. Spinoza, Spinozism is them. And what does the last chapter of Senecio Glue say? <clears throat> that the theology of Plethon, or the uh, Platonic atheist philosophy of Plethon, has a direct influence on Spinoza and Giordano Bruno. Because it is a pantheistic monism. And you can see it right there. Absolute divine simplicity directly influences Spinoza and Spinozism. <clears throat> so, what we're talking about is backed up in mainline academia. And I'm just showing you that the 
elements of uh, certain documents like the Rakowski interrogation, which might be fabricated, which might not be authentic. To me, it still, it, 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 it speaks of it being authentic, given the fact that it has this really deep inner knowledge of the true workings of uh, the, the, the Communist International, even to the point of understanding the philosophy and the geopolitics that does not speak to something that's completely disinformation. I mean, that, that's, that's a pretty profound level of understanding to note the connection between Spinoza and Hegel uh, to Marx, right? Because that's something that we just read in these other texts. So I hope you understand that this is this is pretty deep, pretty heavy stuff, which again speaks to the authenticity of the Rakowski interrogation. So I couldn't resist just you know bringing that out, showing you guys. Got the sipping jug, and that backs up a lot of what we talked about. Uh, with Dr. James Lindsay and with Stephen Coughlin, right? So if you didn't see that interview, <clears throat> highly recommend you go watch it. And the other thing I want to point out is the reason this matters is because of that amazing statement from Rakovsky that fiat fractional reserve money printing, he says, is a revolutionary act. Did you hear me? Fiat fractional reserve money printing is not the enemy of communism, Marxism. It is a revolutionary act itself. And when he says that to his NKVD interrogator, that blows uh, uh, Gabriel's mind. He can't. He just can't figure this out. He's like, what? <clears throat> and so if you want to get uh, deeper into that, uh, go and watch this podcast we did. which I think uh, we're going to be doing another one with uh, Courtney and uh, Dr. Coughlin soon. It's this one here. Nope. Or I can't remember if he's a doctor or not, so I'm not trying to be... If he is a professor, then uh, then he's Dr. Coughlin. If not, then forgive me. Anyway, there's that uh, full podcast, which I highly recommend if you haven't watched it. So we get into the history of <clears throat> alchemy, the, science, the philosophy and science of dialectical manipulation. And, uh, you know, I tried to throw in some of the orthodox points there. The main, the main purpose of that podcast was not orthodoxy, but I did try to bring in elements of how orthodoxy really, in terms of its theology, solves a lot of these problems of uh, dialectics and, and sort of uh, Neoplatonic either-ors, right? Because Neoplatonism obviously has a key influence in the history of Hermeticism and alchemy. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And alchemy is what uh, has a, a lot of influence on Hegel. So you understand we can't understand Marxism without Hegel. And we can't understand Hegel without uh, Spinozism and without understanding alchemy. Um, and I'll just, I'll just play just a little bit of this so you get an idea of what we're talking about because um, let's go to the section on negation. I think this part was good. And I'm going to grab another book that I forgot to get. So when he talked about the, the way of negation, right? So a lot of religious traditions, including orthodoxy, including... Uh, Roman Catholicism in the West is called via, via negativa and the Orthodox is called apophatic theology. That's part of our theology. We also do cataphatic theology as does the Roman Catholic Church as well. That means that we, we can make positive predicates of God. However, some religions like Islam, they're, I think they're inconsistent. They don't like to make, they actually emphasize transcendence of Allah so much that Allah basically comes unknowable, becomes unknowable. That's a different critique. But to this point about apophatic theology, like when you, when you negate for these people, negation is not just a theoretical exercise of theology. Marx would laugh at that. He would be like, uh, you need to negate by praxis, by activism. You have to be active to, to actually be doing the process. So you're participating in the dialectical process of history to bring about what they believe is the next phase, right? And whether there is some telos endpoint, right? I don't know what Marx is. Marx seems to be inconsistent on that. I know he talks about the libertarian uh, end phase or whatever. Workers' paradise. Everybody, yeah, the workers' paradise, right? But 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 it's a religious view. That's amazing. So it is part, maybe not for the low level, you know, uh, uh, granola uh, eating Marxist with the ponytail, but like the the actual serious committed uh, initiate sees this as an actual religious process by which. All of history is achieving its endpoint, which is the omega point, which is right there. All of this stuff is is Debbie Teal Hardy Chardin. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we're talking about Hardy. So this is this is um, this 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 destructiveness is therefore actually central to what what's going on. Yeah. The negation by praxis. This is the belief is the Marxists actually have a name for this, and the what's happened in education in the past fifty years is actually the first real bit of a solution to it since Marx and just you know, destructive revolutionary activity is that they call it the problem of reproduction is that unless you are actively negating the society that you're in, so it's not the problem of like sex reproduction, it's reproduction of society that a society just kind of chugs along and reproduces itself. We raise our kids, we educate our kids, we give them values, we send them to church. They come out kind of as little carbon copies of ourselves. And unless they are actively negating the culture that they live in, then the culture that they live in will reproduce itself. Yep. But if you're a, a Gnostic like Marx, who believes that the culture you live in is a prison yep. that has to be broken free from in order to achieve liberation or emancipation or the abolition of private property as human self-estrangement or whatever his other words were that he used for it, 
you can't possibly break the cycle of reproduction, the cycle of the reproduction of society. So when Marx laughs at this, which is correct, and says that you must negate by praxis, yeah. what he means is you must go destroy the elements of your society. Right. And then you, the enlightened, will seize the means of production of society, which through what he called the inversion of praxis is the production of man itself, which if like sub subtext, that's eugenics, folks. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, and why to make man into what he was supposed to be? Yeah. What did right. Mark say about man? Man is a being who is incomplete and knows he's incomplete. I think that's chapter five of Republic. This is the per perfection of man, perfectibilis, right? Which is one of the names of the order of the Illuminate confirmed, the perfectibilis, right? You understand that? Eugenics. Yeah. eugenics. Oh, yeah, the eugenics. Well, it, it shows yeah. up here and yeah. there. Um, so, th But this is the idea, is that you have to, whether it's through this trans stuff, that you have to destroy the body that you're in mm -hmm. so that you can be liberated from it, yeah. or whether it's the imposition of racial categories, so you have to destroy the race society by, you know, adopting it as a positive discourse of resistance or whatever their wording is. They're very facially neutral language that sounds great for what, for destroy the existing right. culture. You must get in and destroy the existing system. Yeah. So that's what it means to engage in uh, praxis. And so Marxism is not just theory. And by the way, I'm not saying that the whole of what we're up against in society today is Marxism, right? It's obviously not, but that's why Habermas writes theory and what? Practice, theory, and practice. If you think that Marxism is a bunch of theory, you've misunderstood Marxism because Marxism is dialectic. And it is never-ending dialectic because in certain strands of Marxism, at least, they're not all the same. There's histomat, there's diamat, blah, blah, blah. Dialectical materialism, diamat. And, uh, you know, the more that I read and, and learn about the history of Marxism, and again, this is why I was mentioning this book, which is actually a scholarly text from my publisher, by the way, uh, it makes this same point, right? This is an extremely scholarly text. It is not a conspiracy text. And so if you don't have this text from my publisher, I highly recommend you get it. Perfectibilists. Because you're going to see that a lot of what you hear me talking about is 100% correct, right? It has nothing to do with conspiracy. Well, it's conspiratorial in the sense that Marxism is a uh, conspiracy. And that's what Rakovsky says. He says, the reason that you've not understood Marxism is that you thought it was um, an economic solution or some sort of workers' social justice thing. He says, no, it's a uh, religion of revolution that is a conspiracy. And that's why it was always connected to secret societies, particularly uh, before Marx, it was the Illuminate Confirm, right? And before that, it was, you know, Hermeticism, and it was Neoplatonism, and Pythagoreanism, and these different types of uh, ideological approaches to the perfection of man. And you'll see the same thing in Freemasonry. Um, and Rakowski says, of course, that Freemasons are dupes. Right. They're, they're dupes of uh, more powerful entities, more wealthy entities that use them. And that's why you'll notice in revolutions, uh, they always end up sacrificed. And that's true because I'd studied in undergrad and grad school quite a bit of the French Revolution, had uh, many, many classes on it. And uh, many of those revolutionaries ended up uh, sacrificed for the revolution. Right. Have you seen the picture of Marat? 
when he's hanging out of the bathtub with his uh, in that famous painting. And I don't remember how many of these guys. This guy. I don't remember how many of these guys ended up dead, but a lot of them did. And so here he is, sacrificed for the revolution. Can you guys see that? It's a famous painting where he's sacrificed for it. The death of Marat. He's in the bathtub. <clears throat> but as you know, right, many many of these uh, French Revolutionary demigogs ended up sacrificed. And m many of them, if not all of them, were in various Freemasonic lodges because they thought that the lodges would be kind of means for uh, espionage and, and, and uh, revolutionary activities, which they were. Uh, but they never dreamt of the fact that their lodges were also utilized by uh, extremely wealthy, powerful people, right? And uh, again, that's not, that's actual history of the French Revolution. You understand that that's not uh, hyperbole. In fact, Quigley has a whole section on the French Revolution and its funding. And it was various banking houses that funded that. But today what I wanted to talk about in regard to the money thing, let's get back to the money element, was in the in the first few hundred pages when I read Tragedy and Hope. And if you haven't heard my whole Tragedy and Hope lecture series, uh, I highly recommend you do it. It's kind of one of the fundamental starting points of my work and what we talk about over here. Is that, you know, this is a famous 1300 page text from uh, Bill Clinton's mentor. And we, we're not reading it or into it because it was Bill Cl because he's Bill, we're Clintonites. How dare you? I hope you read the books of Carol Quigley. He's such a great man. Uh. No, it's because this is an apologetic for the 20th century from the power elite. And so it's written from the perspective of the historian and archivist of the CFR. And so it goes into tremendous depth about the real history, you could say, of the 20th century. And the thing that really surprised me when I first read it was what was in the first few hundred pages. I didn't expect it to be getting into uh, fiat money. Yes, absolutely. In other words, the first few chapters deal with money printing and the bank power and the fiat gold certificates and how the money power figured out that they could control society through the issuance of currency. So you'll notice right there within 48 pages of Tragedy Hope, page 48, is about the Federal Reserve style system, right? Now he's going back to uh, revolutionary era, right? Like 1500s, 1600s, Enlightenment. He actually goes back, I think, to the Enlightenment period and talks about this is the era when they were really beginning to ramp up the issuance of gold notes that were beyond or inflated beyond the actual amount of gold that was had in reserve in, in the reserves. Okay. So you understand that that's where he begins. And he says that this was a uh, an excellent means for running up debts and foisting the debt 
from the interest on the centralized bank gold notes on the public. And that you can do this push-pull, boom-bust cycle back and forth. And you can basically, like an energy vampire, suck off of the generation's wealth. And that's what inflation is. Debasing the currency over time. And you're just more and more and more, basically, it's a black hole of debt, which sucks in the energy of that society and their wealth. And that's how, according to this, this is a mainline text. It's not a, a conspiracy text. It's a mainline text on the history of the 20th century and the two world wars, which the tragedy of the 20th century, according to Quigley, is the two world wars. The hope is liberal democratic capital. That's the point. That's the name, meaning of the name of the book. But by the time we get up to page 157, we, t we get uh, the great powers in the gold standard and the running up of debts. See that? So what I'm getting at is that when you, you hear about books like, you know, The Creature from Jekyll Island and this kind of stuff, and Professor Anthony Sutton's books, which we've lectured through those as well, um, you know, we're not dealing with those. You might say that they're kind of conspiratorial because even though Professor Sutton was mainline academic and economist, right, he started noticing this and was writing against it. And so you might say, oh, well, he doesn't like it. So he's, he's a conspiracy theorist. Okay, but Quigley is not. Quigley is a fan of and a defender and apologist of this system. And so here it is right here telling you all the stuff you hear me say from the vantage point of the establishment. And then he goes on to talk about how this is what led to the Bank for International Settlements system. You guys saw that uh, triple chin, the BIS dude saying that the CBDC will mean that you don't get control over your own finances they will have total control he said where's that come from the bis which evolves out of the federal reserve style system centralized banking fiat system fractional reserve banking so now remember we've lectured through in about 16 hours the totality of this text so this is not, I'm just kind of hitting some of the highlights where I put post-it notes, right? And then he talks about uh, the depression being a deflationary crisis that the bankers uh, caused. And he talks about Keynesianism. And uh, yes, I actually read this. So this is not me just sticking post-it notes in the book to make it look like I read the book. No, I actually read the books. So, like, we're legit over here. Homie don't play. Anyway, the, the first, you know, 300 pages of the, of the book or base 400 pages are about the movement from finance capitalism to monopoly capitalism. And so the 20th century, he's saying, uh, uh, is this dominance of monopoly capital. Anyway, so there's that as a reminder, old tragedy and hope.
And then um, we haven't gotten to this yet, but I'm going to be coming to this in the near future. <laughs> this is uh, people have been re recommending for a long time. When are you going to talk about Riley Ace of Spies? Well, we'll do that very soon, right? So I have the Andrew Cook text, which I think is somewhat critical. Um, and I bought Dr. Spence's book on Sidney Riley, but it hasn't come yet. But if you don't know, like we did an interview on his book. This is not Dr. Richard Spence that converted to orthodoxy that writes about Islam. This is Spence, Dr. Richard Spence from University of, I forget which university is that, Iowa, Idaho. Anyway, uh, this is an amazing book too that we did a whole interview. If you didn't see this interview, it's great to, to check out. But he has a book on Sidney Riley, which... Um, there's also a, like a PBS series from the eighties or whatever with Sam Neill playing Sidney Raleigh. But the reason this matters is that not only is he the inspiration for James Bond, one of the many inspirations, Sidney Raleigh uh, comes up in memoirs of a British agent from Bruce Lockhart, who, as we saw, according to Sutton and according to Rakovsky, Guess who uh, Rakowski, Rakowski has quite a bit or a little bit to say about Sidney Riley. So we'll see why that matters here in a little bit, but that's for subscribers. So I just want to hit you guys, hit you guys to what we're talking about for the subs. But I've not read this yet. This just came. Um, but I was, again, I was blown away as I'm reading the Rakowski interrogation and he, he's talking about Sidney Riley. I'm like, what? And then I noticed that in uh, Bruce Lockhart's memoirs, he worked with Riley quite a bit. Memoirs of a British agent who was the British intelligence go-between to the Bolsheviks. So if you want to see what I'm talking about here, yeah, here's a picture. He's got, you'll see in the book, he's got pictures of Riley here. And he's got quite a bit to say on, on him in several chapters, but that's for the subscribers. We get really deep into that stuff in terms of... <clears throat> British intelligence of Bolshevik uh, operations. What the what the real story is there. Anyway, look for that later. So back to uh, Dr. Turley and what he was saying. He says that a lot of these Silicon Valley banks uh, and companies, these tech companies, Guess what? They also were 100% all wrapped up in the climate change scam. And they're woke. So basically, my thought was, I'm going to start a bank. What did I say? I'm, a, I'm about to create woke Silicon Valley Bank of Ukraine. And I'm going to get bailed out $5,000 billion. Because... Silicon Valley Bank's going to get bailed out. And they're like, it's not a bailout, but it is. They're just using different terminology, right? So really the question is, um, 
why are these big financial system system based scams falling apart? And uh, it could be because they want to trigger economic issues as the next card to play. All right, that could be what's going on. By the way, if you don't follow me on Twitter, be sure and follow me. Uh, we're we're get, we're gaining quite a bit of a of an audience on Twitter. Uh, I think we've got in the last month or two, we've gained about ten thousand people, which is faster than. 10 years of Twitter. <laughs> like we, we, we went from 30 to 40,000 on Twitter in the last month. And it took me what? 12 years to get to 30,000. So be sure and follow me over there on Twitter. If you're not, um, Max Kaiser, uh, opines, big Bitcoin advocate, Max Kaiser. The amount of criminality and abuse by all the major institutions, corporations, and non-NGOs against humanity has uh, hallowed us to the point of utter worthlessness and now collapse. This is exactly what Satoshi warned about, thus Bitcoin. And uh, if you look at El Salvador, pretty amazing what El Salvador is doing. And then uh, is this the, there's two things I wanted to read from, is this, no, this is not the right one. Two things from Dr. Turley I wanted to read, but reminder too that uh, in 1932, 31, Bertrand Russell, that we've lectured through this book, by the way, right? Impact of Science on Society. Remember this? What did Russell say? Now, remember on the page before this, he had said that the elite will continue to eat real food and real steak. However, the, the masses will, will be eating fake soy slop, kibble slop. Both of these objections may in time be overcome. The problem of producing synthetic food is just chemical. There's no reason to regard it as insoluble. Natural foods will taste better, and rich men at weddings and feasts will provide real peas and beans. You won't even get real kibble. You get fake beans, dude. Much less no meat. You won't be getting steak. You'd be getting beans, and they won't even be real beans which will be mentioned by the newspapers with awe. Here we are a hundred years later and Bertrand Russell was absolutely correct because he was a member of this Royal Society, eugenics-based depopulation, destruction, Malthusian, click. Fields will not be used for cultivation. Uh, it will all be run by chemical experts. So in other words, your food will be made in a giant uh, factory not in you won't you won't have food grown from gardens or you won't be eating cows and that's exactly what they're doing now right and that's why Ava I always get her name wrong which by the way she replied and said she would come on an interview Ava Vanderhundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehundehund
basically giant Monsanto soy slop. And in order to do that, farming has to be shut down, which is what Ava is sort of like pioneering the anti-farming shutdown. So, uh, let's see if we can, uh, this may be a good clip of her talking about this. So th this is an economic attack, right? This is what you have to understand. It's out here today because they understand that when our government actually expropriates our farmers, we will first have, you know, big problems with our food supply. But second, if they're going to be able to do that, you know, we're all next. It's like, it's about all of our rights. These are our constitutional rights. If they don't mean anything, then it's a matter of time till we're up next. The, the expropriation of the farms is what's so shocking to people in Canada because, you know, in Canada, Justin Trudeau is reducing the amount of nitrogen farmers are allowed to use, but he hasn't gone so far to take away farms. Why is Ruta so extreme? So, I think that's a matter of time, by the way, because they started out that way here as well. But Mark Rutte, just like your, actually your prime minister, it's, he's, you know, best friends with people like Karl Schlapp. They're all, we're a pilot country and we're an easier pilot country, I think, than Canada because we are much smaller. So if they can do it here, you know, and this is a war of attrition, this has been going on for years now. So this is an easy little country where people, you know, the fuller culture, I don't know if you've heard of that word before, but it's like, it symbolizes kind of like what we are like as a nation. We're a country of compromise, you know, we're a country of like dialogue. And using that, abusing that for evil purposes will get you sadly quite far till the point that people start speaking up and speaking out against it. And I think that is what we're seeing here today, which is just really heartwarming, really. Yeah, so, you know, she's pointing out that just like they uh, did test runs with Australia in terms of the last three years of COOF for what, what they could get past, uh, her country, the Dutch and their technocracy is experimenting with can we shut down all the farming there because farming farming hurts the earth right farming is bad for mother earth but this is all coordinated by the exact same centralized technocratic elite that we have been talking about for so long and that when did i tweet this out 2017 Look when I tweeted that out, 2017. Now, I had done, we lectured through all of these texts. Do you understand we've lectured through all these texts so that you don't have to? You don't have to read these boring texts because I read them for you. So I'm, I'm providing you with a, a pretty substantial service here by subjecting myself to reading these horrible books. See this right here? Look at that. Illuminate, confirm, illuminate, confirm. So we lecture through both impact of science on society in, look at that, five years ago. Five years ago, I was telling you that they would shut down your farms and shut down all of this. I knew about it 15 years ago, but I didn't start making videos on it until then. Look at that, five years ago. Go watch that. We lecture through the whole book. Right. His two main texts that are most important for this are Impact of Science on Society. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the scientific outlook. Look at that old school goofiness right there. Look at that. So there's that one. And there's that one. And those are partial lectures. So you can go listen to, uh, in the subscriber section, the full lectures. And again, we've lectured through about 50 or 60 of these global elite texts now. What, what was I telling you? Look, 2017. 2017. My videos, seven, five, five years ago. Five years ago. When was this? Yeah. October 9th, 2017. If you would hit like and share. No one else. There's a lot of haters. A lot of people doing a lot of uh, talking. A lot of criticisms. Who else has lectured through all of these texts for you? Who else has lectured through about 50 or 60 of them? There's a lot of people talking shit, telling me how bad I am all the time. Oh, okay, but uh, wh where's the work that you put into this? Show me. Show your work. And a reminder, before we move on to more of the uh, economic analysis. So people ask me all the time, where, where is your stuff at? Where is it at? The front page of YouTube. Okay. There's playlists. See right here. Look at that. The entire Tragedy and Hope playlist. The free halves. Where's your stuff? I can't find. Where are you doing? Right there. It's the front freaking page. Scroll down. There's all the debates. Hollywood gibberish. Jibber jabber. Look at that. Writings of the Elite. A gigantor playlist. Look at that. Who else has done that for you? And I think what we're going to do is that because it was because of the amazing success of the philosophy course that we did with Richard over at Autonomy University, I think what we're going to do is we're going to take all of these global elite texts 
We're going to turn that into the new the new lecture. I think that's the next lecture to do. So let's see what all we got in this. Because I want to give you a taste of the books that are there. So this first, uh, they're not really in chronological order. So here we're talking about uh, Great Reset and Dr. John C. Lilly's works. Here we're talking about uh, Anglo-American Establishment by Dr. Quigley. Here we're talking about Charles Galton Darwin, Next Million Years. I don't remember what I covered in this uh, uh, TEC, the tech, Technocracy book. It was one of the Technocracy texts, but you see that right there. I did this before Koof. Right when Koof was happening is when we did this one, right? And I told you that all of what the Koof was about is about technocracy. Booyah. Look at that right there. What else have we covered? Next million years, that is about Charles Galton Darwin's Royal Society uh, Prediction of the Future. Uh, the interview with Brett Vinat on public school. That's a really old one, getting into Horace Mann, John Dewey. Um, the Ten Commandments. So these, the Devil's Game, that's uh, U.S.'s collusion with, and British uh, intelligence collusion with uh, radical Islam throughout the Cold War. Uh, Ten Commandments of Globalism is a summation of all the global elite texts that we had done at that time, right up to the, uh, it was about three or four years ago. So Frithof Kapra is an important global elite text, The Turning Point. We lectured through that one. Uh, Final Revolution of the Elite and Philosophy of Globalism covers the Huxley texts. Now I want to remind you guys something interesting that We've said for many years, and people just forget. Where does it talk about that you won't be reading the Bible and Shakespeare? None of the people said that. They didn't say that. Yes, they did. Because in Brave New World, which we're lecturing through right now, again, we've gone through this once, we're going through it again with Frank. Have you? Did you notice the uh, the people in the future? Who are they all named after? All the people in the future are named after who? They're named after important revolution figures. So everybody is named after Lenin, Marx, Freud, Rothschild, Watson, Engels, Malthus, Bakunin, Hoover, and on and on and on. So Huxley is telling you that the future technocratic society is a convergence of monopoly capital people like ford fabian socialism because ford was also influenced by beatrice's sydney webb and the fabian socialist george bernard shaw rothschilds the the rhodes milner roundtable circles he's telling you about the names that he chose and by the way the book is literally about how you can't read shakespeare and the bible Mustafa Mond explains to John the Savage why in the technocracy, the masses don't get lit. You're not allowed to have lit. So who, so what do you mean? Where do they say this? It's in the fricking most, one of the most popular books of the 20th century retard. That's where they say it. Philosophy of globalism by Julian Huxley. He wrote the philosophy of UNESCO. We covered it in that lecture. Uh, 
let's see. This is a geopolitical text, Postmodern Imperium by Wahlberg. That's a good book to read on this. Uh, we go into other MKUltra documents. This is the history of DARPA. Official history, or uh, Annie Jacobson's history of DARPA. Pentagon's Brain. That's another uh, writing of the elite text that we went into. Jacques Attali, right here. Look at that. Jacques Attali. So you understand, again, Habermas. We covered Habermas here. Theory and Praxis. Bertrand Russell. Here we cover H.G. Uh, Wells and Jonas Salk. See those two? Jonas Salk, ever heard of him? Maybe he matters. Survival of the Wisest. Here we cover uh, the super overlooked text. Ghost in the Machine by Arthur Kessler. There's Ghost in the Machine. Frankfurt School, uh, we cover that. Uh, Game of Nations, the famous spy biography of Miles Copeland. So I'm giving you guys, you know, here's Brzezinski, Grand Chessboard. Right there, introduction to Brzezinski's Grand Chessboard. Uh, we've covered Brzezinski's uh, Between Two Ages right here. Ghost in the Machine, not Ghost in the Shell. Terrence McKenna and the H.G. Uh, Well text, God, the Luciferian King, where he explains that he follows Lucifer. And we included uh, Terrence McKenna in the Rise of the Elite because the, you know, uh, primitive revival, all the archaic revival, all of that is really important to what we're talking about. Now we get into the Wim Hof texts, which are not uh, writings of the elite, but are just important geopolitical analysis texts. Uh, anyway, this goes on and on and on, right? We get really deep into a lot of elements of geopolitical texts. Here we cover uh, Lockstep, the important white paper. So all of these links are going into the chat, by the way. Here we cover Manly P. Hall's book, Jamie did. Here we cover Sutton. Here we get up into more recent stuff with the uh, Yohan Ratio book. So you see that there's entire playlists for you guys. I don't know why. People are so lazy. Like they don't just go to the homepage on YouTube and you see giant playlists already organized for you. All right. So uh, Note this one. This was a, an interesting one that popped back up from 2018. What was the WEF saying in 2018? As usual, telling you what the plan was. Digital currency should be adopted as the world's leading reserve currency. And that's why I was saying, yeah, because... And here's Max Kaiser's thesis on this whole banking collapse today. In my opinion, in my opinion, this looks like central bank tax. And the USD supremacists laundered money through SVB to support the proxy war in Europe and the uh, drug TRA, FFI, CKING. Who are the uh, board of donors on SVB exactly? Uh, my good friend Hillary. 
I want to say thanks to Hillary uh, for putting a lot of money into SVB. Nineteen hundred private jets roll up to Davos to talk about climate change. Exactly, exactly. By the way, uh, Kim Iverson was asking for good guests to have on. She has a pretty large audience, and you guys are always great about that. So if you want to, here's the link. Go over on Twitter and tell her that you'd like to see me on there. That I would be a good guest for Kim Iverson. So there's that. Uh oh, shocker! Mainstream news USA: luxury cars. Stocks, crypto, 83 million in tax dollars. Man indicted on Koof scheme. Koof scheme. Oh, maybe it was all a, what if it was all a Koof scheme? There's a specific text I'm looking for here. Oh yeah, and uh, somebody found, thank you to Stephen DeLay, who found this classic Professor Anthony Sutton text that I have not heard. Welcome to Summit University Forum where the flame of freedom speaks. Today our guest is Tony Sutton, author, lecturer, and the one... So Professor Sutton here is lecturing on how the Eastern Seaboard elite control education. Very important for what we have talked about for so long. It's not a conspiracy... Well, I guess it's a quasi-conspiratorial text because as a mainline academic, he stumbled upon all this information and he wrote The History of Skull and Bones... Uh, Dr. Sutton. And so we're looking, I'm going to be looking forward to getting into this in the future, which is his lecture on how the uh, education system is completely co-opted and controlled. So shout out to Steve DeLay for sharing that. Oh yeah. And one of these other banks, Signature Bank, right, which was connected to quote crypto. And uh, Max Kaiser points out here that Signature Bank board member, former Congressman member Barney Frank said regulars wanted to send a strong anti-crypto message in shutting down Signature Bank. So it looks like it's a kind of an attack on crypto. And remember, the answer is Bitcoin, not FedCoin. That's my argument here. So the CBDC is the justification when and if this is a collapse or not. So people are saying, why are you saying if there's a collapse? Well, I don't know if this is the collapse. It could be. I don't know. If it is, it is to justify the bringing in of the CBDC. And by the way, isn't it cool? To, look at all the Bitcoin trending over here. That's insane. Look at that. Seventy-seven thousand tweets on uh, tweets right now on Bitcoin. Four hundred fifty thousand tweets on. B-I-T-C-O-I-N. So Bitcoin is like super trending right now. And I'm not trying to make that big of a deal out of the, I mean, we, we this may have just been a pump because of the uh, banking collapse. Pretty Obviously that's what's going on. So I don't know if this makes, this means that we're in a new bull market. I doubt it. But, because um, it just dumped today's pump. But that's okay because we are back to what, Three, we're still at the three-month highs. So people are starting to figure out that Bitcoin is ethical money. And it's ethical money because it's the opposite and it's intended to be the solution to the fractional reserve system. 
and Bitcoin is not CBDC dummies. Like all the FUD posters, you got Fed posting and you got FUD posting. Like anytime you mention Bitcoin, you just get this flood of idiots, flood of idiots. People that follow that Dan dude. Bitcoin's fucking Putin. Fucking going to zero. Right. Angry screaming boomers. They're all angry screaming boomers, except for the handful of cool ones like Jim Jotras and Dean Arnold. Those are the cool boomers. We like them. We got the rest of these just screaming, foaming, angry, losing it boomers. Like Barney Frank, Dan Pina, Peeny, Dan Weenus, whatever his name is. Because look, they're about they're trying to drop FedCoin, bro. Authoritarian styled surveillance style digital dollar. Uh, and through an executive order, they are pursuing analysis on a retail CBDC that would not be open, permissionless, permissionless uh, or private. In fact, it would be ridden with significant risk to Americans' privacy, security, financial inclusion, and a whole lot more. This kind of digital currency would give the federal government access to and control over literally every financial transaction conducted by Americans. That's why. No, dummies. If the power goes out, you don't lose your Bitcoin. How stupid are you? I mean, it's ple- just leave, dude. Just leave this chat. <laughs> the stupidest people out there. Like the, because the power goes out, right? The Bitcoin is erased. Yeah, goodbye, dude. I, I, along with a number of my colleagues, introduced the CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act. Administration is currently itching to create. So there you go. I mean, it's clear. I thought this was funny. The Illuminate Confirmed Card Game, right? I'm still not finding the tweet I was looking for. Uh, that's okay. What's a, what? Uh, this is what conspiracy theorists be like right now, right? When we go to when we go to family dinner, this is how we be dancing in. I'm just joking, by the way. You can't make jokes anymore, people. Everything you say, people take it seriously. By the way, go out, uh, go uh, support Richard and check out the uh, most recent Grand Theft World. Now we hosted last week or week before, and uh, we couldn't last the whole seven hours, but we lasted the first four hours. So shout out to Richard and Tony. We had a great time hosting over there. Here's the link to follow and support Grand Theft World, one of our sponsors. And you can also uh, sign up for the philosophy course. Now you have to wait for the next season if you want the um, tutoring option because we're already two lectures. This week we're covering Plato for those that sign up for tutoring. But you can always purchase the normal philosophy course as it is uh, right now and watch all the lectures on your own. Uh, there and you can always upgrade so if you want to get in on next season's philosophy course you do it right there through the uh, autonomy agora marketplace right there signing up for my philosophy course 12 lectures 30 30 plus uh, hours if you include all the really deep q a because we go deep in the q a getting into the history of western philosophy from the pre-socratics up to uh nietzsche and modernism postmodernism. So there's that. And uh, shout out to Richard and the go check out the new episode of Grand Theft World that I think went up yesterday. 
I guess the Ava clip is what I was looking for. Uh, also, a really good article on what to do from a friend of mine, Cameron McGregor. So check out Cameron McGregor's essay right here. Just a little blog post on wise advice in terms of where things are going. And uh, Cameron had a great point about the pro. He, he was. Uh, I listened to him do a talk uh, some weeks ago about the coming economic bank failures, and he was spot on. So shout out to Cameron. Thus, I would say Cameron's blog is a great uh, read for preparing for if things get even worse. So we always try to give good advice over here, uh, good advice on true toxic masculinity, upping your toxic masculinity points through chalk.com, our uh, show sponsor. Shout out to chalk. And we also want to point people to good blog posts, good uh, uh, practical wisdom. And you can support the the show via Super Chats. I'll read a couple of those right now. The Super Chats are through Streamlabs. So there's the Streamlabs link. We got Homs Bear, who is just still throwing in Super Chats all night long. You can Super Chat at any time. And I will will read your Super Chat as long as it doesn't violate the the soft-hearted laws of YouTube. And he sent in a ton of Super Chats. Let's see what he said. Bob Marley supposedly converted to Ethiopian Orthodoxy. Yes, I heard that. I've read that. You can see that in his lyrics. Yes, yes. I do like uh, reggae. Uh, I've, I've listened to reggae since high school. Um, and of course, yeah, I had all the Bob Marley out. I still have a lot of those songs on my phone, my iPod. Y'all got an iPod. However, uh, I listen to more Peter Tosh these days just because I've heard so much uh, Bob Marley. Hams Bear. A lot of uh, $10, a lot of heavy metal in the West is psychologically preparing us for some form of communo, tiny mustache man, occultism. Probably. I never understood why I allow myself to be into Slayer's album Antichrist. I don't know anything about Slayer or Antichrist, uh, either albums, but I'm not surprised that Slayer has an album called Antichrist. Yeah, although a, a lot of metal does have kind of like anti-New World Order messages. But there's also the whole, you know, cringe Satanism throughout metal, which is just kind of ridiculous. So, on the one hand, I can appreciate, you know, metal that's uh, anti-New World Order. Uh, And I like a few metal and industrial things. I like Devin Townsend. I like, uh, you know, some industrial bands from 90s and 2000s, but just all the cringe Satanism stuff is so try-hard and ridiculous and corny. Homsbear, $10. Do you have any advice for learning new languages? Um, and then you, you asked me about several books. I, I'm not uh, linguistically gifted. I mean, I'm okay at it. I, I got good grades in my German classes in college, so I took two years of German. Um, but I'm not primarily gifted in linguistics, so I wish I could give you better advice, but I don't know about that. Homsbear, $10 again. The P-Funk in P-Funk means biatch. I actually saw George Clinton at a dumpster funk concert, but I was not a Christian at the time. I was starstruck. I would vote for George Clinton for president. Well, that's why we got to vote for people like George Clinton over Bill Clinton, right? I'd rather have George Clinton dropping the bombs than Bill Clinton dropping, dropping the real bombs. 
that's an old onion piece, by the way, which is a really funny onion article. If you've never read it from, this is like old school onion from like the nineties. Clinton threatens to drop the bomb on Iraq and then you read it and it's George Clinton. <laughs> this is an awesome onion piece. If you haven't read it here, I'll put it in the chat for you guys. The best part of this whole uh, onion piece is the graphic. If you haven't seen this, Let's see if it'll come up. It won't come up, but you guys can see it here. You can read an essay. All right. Uh, where, what's it, where are we at? What's up next? Bro, still throwing in super chats. Homs Bear, I would just let you know, like all of these links, I can't pull these links up from Streamlabs. So Homs Bear, $10. Do you think Aquinas threw his works in a fireplace? Uh, I mean, he said it was straw supposedly at the end of his life. I don't know how literal that is, but, uh, maybe EMJ is he had double agent. If he converts to Orthodox church, I don't know about that. Henry, Willie Wallace, Henry Wallace, William Wallace (laughs) and Savonarola and Joan of Arc. Are they saints? Uh, not in the Orthodox church. No Hams bear $10. I'm still Catholic Roman Catholic, but I want to go to Orthodox liturgy. That's cool. Hope you do. I still believe in pre-Vatican II miracles. Uh, well, you know, if you become Orthodox, you know, we don't put our stamp of approval on any of the Roman Catholic uh, quote miracles or quote saints of the last thousand years. Hounds Bear, $10. What is the metaphysical connection between Rodney King and George Floyd? Uh, I have no idea. Hounds Bear, $6. The little yellow man and the bear will knock the eagle from the sky quote-unquote prophecy of china versus russia no that sounds like evangelical gibberish gobbledygook where they try to read america and russia and china into gog and magog and i think that's ridiculous james five dollars i enjoyed your appearance on tim pool uh what what was your experience like with the crew everybody was really cool i mean when we got there uh i thought i was a little nervous honestly because obviously it's you know it's a big audience and Tim got there and was just playing pool. Tim pool played pool and he was cool. And I was a little nervous just because again, it's like, you know, you're going to be on a show with 40, 50, 60,000 people live. And, uh, once I started talking with Ian, we, we hit it off pretty good. We had a good, uh, rapport. And then, uh, once I started joking around a little bit, uh, Tim got a little more, uh, jokey and we were joking quite a bit and we had a lot of fun. So everybody, uh, I didn't have any, any negative experience at, at Tim cast. Everybody was super cool. Everybody was fun. And by the end of the night, everybody was just joking around and we went to uh, the casino and Tim was really, really nice. So, um, I thought, I thought I had a great time. I'd love to go back on rolfing stakes. So by the way, if you want me to go back on, uh, you know, message them, tell me to have me back on. Rolfing stays $10. I caught some of Isaac Vyshop, uh, Illuminati Watcher podcast on AI. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't caught up on Isaac. I listen to Isaac pretty regularly, but I haven't heard the last few just being super busy. So I'll have to check out what he said about AI. I know he's covering uh, Twin Peaks 
more recently. So we'll have to see what his analysis of Twin Peaks is because we did that, you know, a while back. Lambda developers guy was a Gnostic Wiccan priest. Yes, I was about to do a video on that guy. Uh, meaning by by doing a video, I mean, I was about to watch one of his clips on a live stream. This Lambda dude. Is that the, the dude? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. And I think it's silly. I mean, he, he thinks that the AI is alive or whatever. Uh, Lamont Stigler, $5. Thank you for your work. I usually goof around in the comments section during the comedic elements, but I enjoy your serious work and I follow your shows on the regular. Chalk on, dude. Yeah, Chalk is... Uh, a lot of the audience that tries out Chalk absolutely loves it and they get hooked on it because it basically contains um, morphine. I'm joking. It doesn't have any of that. That's a joke. Uh, no, Chalk.com is the best when it comes to supplementation for... You see this right here? Brave New World where everybody's soy men. It's the Bugman apocalypse. Well, fight that with Tonkat Elite. Tonkat Elite is peer-reviewed uh, and proven to boost testosterone. You can go read the paper over at chalk.com, that's C-H-O-Q.com, and it'll show you what I'm talking about. They'll show you the evidence. They'll show you the proof, empirical proof. They'll show you the materialism, empirical criticism, proof. The chalk.com destroys Marxist soymen, destroys feminism destroys all of these things through its inherent toxic masculinity properties. That's my favorite. They also have action 2.0, which is great for boosting energy. They also have the daily, which is great for overall supplementation because our diets are nutrient deficient. And I think if you head on over to chalk, you're going to be happy. You're going to be pleasantly surprised and you're going to want to use not just the promo code J 50 that gives you 50% off. You're going to want to use the promo code J53LIFE, that's J53LIFE, which gives you 53% off all those products for recurring subscriptions. That includes great products like Chocolate, the amazing superfood additive to your morning smoothie regimen, or you can just make chocolate milk if you want. Hot chocolate. Chocolate, L-I-T. Because it's too legit. Too legit. Like the she legit, she legit, she legit to quit. Hey, hey, she legit, she legit to quit. If you know a, if you know a hot mama named Sheila, Sheila's gonna be on you when you're taking that she legit. You got a crush on Sheila, take she legit, she will love you back. She legit is for mental clarity and focus, so I'm just being silly. But if you head on over there and try out the she legit, you're gonna you're gonna see what I mean. Uh, a lot of people say, "Oh, I, I'm doing you know college stuff, studying." She legit helps me focus, right? So uh, I think you will find that she legit really does help you do that. So again, head on over to chalk.com. Use the promo code J50 to get 50% off. That's J A Y five zero or J fifty three life. That's J A Y five three L I F E to get 53% off all recurring subscriptions. That way you don't have to put all that information back in there. Lamont Stiegler, uh, again, says for $3, thank you for your work. Do a deep dive into Toffler's Power Shift. I have Power Shift right there uh, on my shelf. So that may be one of the uh, upcoming Global Elite texts. So I'm just try I'm trying to finish. I got like five books that I'm working through right now, and they're, they're big old fat, gigantic books, right? Um, so, And I'm not a fast reader, as you guys know. So we're going we to finish this book, and we want to finish this one. 
This one we're, we're not too far from being done with. Um, Operation Gladio, we're not too far from being done with. And we can do the, the lectures on those. And by the way, I said today we'll have the part two uh, for the secret history of communism and the Rakowski interrogation. We'll get into the history of Sidney Riley, this fascinating character, who is mentioned by Rakowski as an agent of Illuminate Confirmed. An agent of chaos, an agent of mad. Remember all the cartoons that were like the takeoff, uh, the cartoons had takeoffs on uh, Blofeld and, you know, Smirsh and Spectre. So, dun 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 dun, dun Inspector Gadget, right? And he was against what, Mad? And then one of the other cartoons had Chaos or something. And then in G.I. Joe, it's Cobra. Right. Well, guess what? That's real. <laughs> Kevin Farrell, five dollars. Good work as always. Thank you so much, Kevin Farrell. I hope you stay feral, F-E-R-A-L. And you can stay feral, Kevin Farrell, via Tonkatalee over at chalk.com. And a lot of people, uh, when they come to the live events, they're they're kind of blown away because the they we get a lot we give out a lot of free chalk at the live events and then then they're hooked. They love it, right? Justin Saint, Saint Simone, Saint Just and Saint Simone in one guy named Justin Saint. Silver Gray, I'm a, I'm a Silvergate credit risk analyst. I just wanted to tell you that the uh, FHLB unexpectedly pulled their loan for to us last week. This was a signature bank level ridiculousness, but the government shut us down. Yeah, I think uh, there's some kind of collusion going on to shut down to uh, attack the economy. Right. It does seem to be some sort of coordinated deep state economic collapse model. And more details are going to emerge. So we'll know more about what's going on because I'm, I'm not a, a finance bro, uh, but I do promote Bitcoin. Um, I think it's a, a, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a registered financial advisor. Chris Mysterion. Thank you so much for that five dollar super chat. Ogier Dane. Ogier, o, Ogier Dane, who's your daddy? Have you ever considered putting together a primer course on? Yeah, so the primer course, guys, is the lecture series of the global elites. So the primer course would be Tragedy and Hope lectures. See these? That's the primer. That's one primer course. Oh, you're not looking at it. You can't see it. Primer course. Tragedy and Hope lecture series right here. You get the full lecture series, by the way, by subscribing at the website. I don't lecture 16 hours through 1,300 page books for free. There's that. The other primer course, if you want to, if you want a quicker, quicker primer course, it would be these two right here. See these two? The secret society that ruined the world. That is my analysis of Quigley's small book, Anglo-American Establishment which is an even more concise, clear version of Tragedy and Hope right here. And it has two parts. See this right here? So there's that. But when I was doing all this stuff, that was years ago, and it's all kind of low quality in the sense that like, it was just my crappy laptop computer camera and shitty microphone. And so now... 
with Richard, what we have over there at uh, Autonomy University is that we have a much better presentation style, right, with the philosophy course. So I just I want to just redo the whole Global Elite series into like some kind of mega course or something. I, I don't I don't know how we're gonna do it because you can't do it in twelve lectures like we did the philosophy course because there's too much in the Global Elite series. So like Tragedy and Hope should be its own course. Global Elite Book Series, its own course, or two courses, because it's just too much. Uh, but the the primer course will be that. Or you, if you want a primer course right now, it is that. But thank you for that super chat there, Ozier Dane. Um, it is difficult to to explain this position to normies. Yeah, I I don't know what the answer to that is. Uh, I had a friend of mine uh, that I was doing a lot of tutoring with, a guy who used to work at ESPN for many years. And he was always saying, you got to put this into like, you know, five and 10 minute things for all the boomers and the normies. And I'm like, I can do that. But the thing is, when I make the 10 minute, 20 minute videos, they're kind of good in the sense that the quality is good. But you understand that those don't do anything in, in terms of like making a living. Right. They get a little more views. Let's, let's look at some of these like, you know, the high quality, just me talking into the camera type videos. Like this one we did right here. Ultimate argument against Protestantism. See that? 22 minutes, 22,000 views. Top five reasons I'm not a Muslim. 25,000 views. 20 minutes, right? So those are okay to like get a little more traffic. But they, they don't make any money. And I don't do this just for fun. I do this as my job, right? I'm an entrepreneur, self-employed. I run my own business, which is me. I am my business. And so people were like, why do you do three hours live stream? Why do you do it? Because it's the only thing that makes money. That's why. Well, not the only thing, but it, <laughs> that's how we make a living, right? Through the super chats, through pushing and selling the books, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have multiple streams of income, so it's not just this, but... Uh, we have sponsors and all that, right? Right, so I have a TikTok. I have a, a, a Twitter. I have short videos. By the way, guys, my audience, you guys feel free to clip. Make the shorts. Make the clips. Put them out there. Do it. I give you permission. Because when if you guys want to help me, just do that. You guys clip the stuff that you think is funny. Clip the stuff that you think is a good little minute clip. Go for it. I mean, I try to do all this, but like there's only so many hours in the day to do the reading and to do the live streams and to do the talks and to do lectures and to do book club and to go on everybody else's podcast and to do uploads of one minute videos. So it's just, please help me out. The other way that you guys can help me out is if you want to do clips, do it, go for it, put them all up as much as you want, as many as you want, as fast as you want. I don't care. The other way that you can help is to request me to be on those big shows. So that grows the audience faster than the algorithm. The algorithm is not going to help me out, right? So how, if you want to grow the audience, Tim Cass and Dr. Turley got me 10,000 in a month, 10,000 new subs. If I make a 20 minute video on Islam that gets 25,000 views, that might get me 50 subs. Okay. So you see the ratio, like how this works. So it's going to take me, I don't know, four or five hours to do a video like that. 
But if I go on one person's podcast, I'm going to get 10,000 new subs like Tim Cast or Steve Turley. You see, you see how the, the work to benefit ratio there works. So I'm not saying I'm not going to do shorter 20 minute videos. I'm just saying that they don't really do that that much other than they get a little more views than the other videos. That's it. So that's, that's, that's why we do what we do in the way that we do it. But again, the other way that you guys can help, just share my stuff, man. I mean, nobody shares the stuff. That's what, that's so weird. It's like, how can we help you out? How can we? I mean, you can help out by super chats and all that, but the algorithm is never going to help this channel, obviously. So the only way to get around that is for you guys to request me to be on other people's shows, the big shows, especially that. And for you guys to share this stuff, nobody shares this stuff. I don't understand. I'm like, well, how can I help you just share this stuff? That's one way. It's like everybody has social media and they never share my stuff. Uh, state of corruption, $10 Silicon Valley bank has links to all the private banks, Boston, private trust company, New Hampshire, the Mecca for government pharmaceutical money. Ooh, interesting. I didn't know that. Mike Gill and all of these people are, are part of the, I don't know who these people are. But it sounds like you're saying that it's a lot of corruption. I wouldn't be surprised. Bingo Bambo, $10. Would you cover contemporary philosophers like Alexander Bard and his books, Digital Libido or Cynthiaism? They are even crazier than uh, Harari. Well, I could do that, but what we like to do over here is cover um, academic and kind of known texts that prove, in other words, by well-known uh, famous figures that prove what we talk about. So typically what we do is we shy away from conspiratorial texts, in other words, written by conspiracy theorists. Not that they're bad. I mean, I, I could call myself that. I've got books on, you know, conspiracy stuff, Hollywood. But what I try to do is focus on the text from Brzezinski, from David Rockefeller, from, uh, you know, Jacques Attali, from Noah Yuval Harari, which I want to do his text. So um, I don't know how I've never heard. I've, I've heard of Alexander Bard once before, but I've not read him. So for me, it's just a lot more beneficial to cover, you know, these kind of known names that are all uncloaking now. So you're saying, is the Illuminati real? Well, there was an actual historical group called the Illuminati, and you can read about that in that book, The Perfectibilists. And they were communists, socialists, and proto-Marxists. Uh, and uh, they, they're absolutely real, 100%. Um, shouldn't even be debated. Now, today's elites, uh, are they Illuminati? Well, not exactly. They're not, they're not identical to Adam Weishaupt. But the closest thing to be to that would be what's in this book. So in that sense, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, that was your your geno your you Uger genocide five dollars is the illuminate confirm real. And so that was my answer to him. Uh Jeff Stein McEffrey's necktie, one dollar eighty seven. Jay, I appreciate your work. Do you have any content regarding natural law? Um, we have a lot of debates about um, natural theology. And depending on what you mean by natural law, yeah. So you could go to... Half the time this doesn't work. 
if you go to my front page of YouTube and you just search natural law, you will probably get videos that come up on that. Um, also, by the way, guys, I have a 600 page book that you don't, if you don't know, and uh, I cover these kinds of topics in this called essays on theology and philosophy. It's a nice little 600 pages of all of the essays that I wrote over the last several years. You can get that at the shop and my website. You can also get my wife's books, Jamie's books there. Uh, so if you head on over to jaysanalysis.com, don't go to marah.com, go to jaysanalysis.com. See this beautiful website right here? See that? And then if you come over here to where it says shop right here, here is our little shop. And you'll notice that there's Esoteric Hollywood 1 and 2. There is the Genesis Lectures, which, by the way, I uh, realized why those links were broken. And I did fix those links for those of you that had purchased the Genesis Explained Lecture Series. And so those links should all be working good now. There is uh, the Meta Narratives book is there. Uh, and then there is the Red Book. And there's also Jamie's Beef Tallow Cream that she sells. And her books, uh, my Plato Lectures. And then if you just want, because a lot of people don't want recurring subscription to the website. And if you just want my Tragedy and Hope audio lectures, you can get that right here for 20 bucks. You can get the Plato where we lecture to the totality of the Republic for 20 bucks. So that's just like a one-time purchase. I don't want a recurring subscription membership type thing. But I, I have kept my uh, subscription very low. Still $4.95 a month. Still $60 a year. Still can't beat that for a wealth of uh, you know gigantor archives. And also, I want to remind you that Here's the link, by the way, if you want the shop. I'll put that in the chat for those who are interested in my books. Uh, oops, I left the studio. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Mm. Here we go. Here's the shop to get the books. And everybody always asks, are they? Yes, they're signed copies. They're always signed copies, guys. From my website, that's one of the advantages of buying it from me and not from Jeffrey Bazas. If you buy it from old Jeff, he's not going to sign it. But if you buy it from me, I'll sign it. So yes, every book from my website is signed. And then Rockfin. We love Rockfin. Great free speech-based platform. And we are getting upwards over there almost to 40000 So head on over to Rockfin. And you'll see that right there. See that? Look at that. 35,450. So this is a great free speech-based platform. We love Rockfin. And you can subscribe to my Rockfin for free. And by the way, if you set up a Rockfin account, guys, you also get access to everybody else. So there's tons of people over there. Tons of inf uh, information, videos, lectures, part twos. The way Rockfin works, you get access to everybody. So if you subscribe to me, you get everybody's premium content that's over there. So that's how it works. You, there's Jimmy Doors over there. There's uh, Richard Grove, Grand Theft World, Whitney Webb, Geopolitics and Empire, Sam Tripoli, Jamie Deluxe. Who else is over there? Jason Burmes, all of our buddies, basically. Eddie Bravo. All the cool people. So Rockfin is free. And then uh, it's a great platform for edgier kind of. It's like basically what YouTube was in 2016, right? 2015. So there you go. 
I don't know what you mean about a subscription paying for each course. The way it works on my website is that you get you get access to all of the archives. So you're not buying a course. What I'm saying is that if I redo my Tragedy and Hope lecture series or if I do the Global Elite series, book series, it's going to be a whole new series the way we did the course for Richard. Well, the course is in the show description, right? And for those who are curious what the uh, philosophy course is like, we uploaded uh, the first 40 minutes right here. Crucial to the entire process of philosophy in the history of the West. Each guy will be critiquing the guy before him. Pretty much across the board. There might be a few outliers here and there who try to do different things and maybe they pop up and, you know, they just and they know what those words are but if i ask you anyway so that's just the introductory course the first 40 minutes of a two-hour lecture uh you know getting into what philosophy covers what do we do as philosophers so you get an idea of what it is um but the way the course actually goes is that we spend two three hours going through all of the history of western philosophy up to let's gonna see if i can look at the syllabus Anyway, you get the idea. So there you go. There's the philosophy course if you want it. All right, so uh, just kind of have a chill stream today. Having fun. Hope you guys liked it. We got a couple more super chats here. Uh, we got Stone Willie, $10. And so he says, where's my, by the way, I hope you guys like my R&B song at the beginning. I think that one was a kind of a new, that one, I really felt that one. I felt some fire out on that one. Cause I, I haven't felt like, I felt like my freestyles were kind of uh, a little dry recently. I mean, everything was fake and gray is kind of funny, but something about today's little Marxist girl just kind of hit me. You know what I mean? I, th I think we got some fire with that one. Hope you, got, hope you guys agree. It's at the beginning of the show. Jay is a baller Hawaiian shirt. Anadi confirmed. Yes. And you can join my club. Uh, if you send me one Bitcoin, S L I D B one E five, seven, three, four. Uh, this is some sort of AI person, $5 J you and Lord Voldemort converted me to Christianity. Thank you for so much, brother. By the way, you're the re reason I have a hundred books in my room. There we go. We got another book nerd, another Chad book nerd right now. Shout out to my book boys. What's it called in twin peaks? The book, the book boys, bookhouse boys. That's the bookhouse boys. That's my, it's my super, uh, my secret society, right? Bookhouse boys. Isn't that right? And that's Sheriff Harry Truman. Yeah. The bookhouse boys. Sheriff Truman. Hawk, Big Ed, James, Dale Cooper, and Hank. Of course, Hank needed to be booted because Hank was a bad guy. Uh, but yeah, so welcome to the Bookhouse Boys Club. Adam, 1912, $25. Going back to one of your past streams on ecumenism. I'm not sure if you've heard of the new movie coming out called Jesus Revolution. 
Well, the guy from the movie Chosen, the show Chosen, isn't. Yes, I'm familiar with it. This is the uh, Chuck Smith, Lonnie Frisbee stuff, which comes out of a lot of people who were involved in uh, Green Beret special operations in Vietnam. So there is quite a bit of uh, CIA connection to the Jesus People movement. I'm not saying everybody in it's a bad person or anything like that, but I think it calls into question the uh, Calvary Chapel origins and all that. Um, so that's my take on that. There's actually an article that is now lost that used to be up, but the website's gone. Uh, if you look up, I'm not advocating this weird site that it's on, but let me see if I can find it. Yeah. So this is some kind of weird Rasta website, which is weird. So I'm not advocating the Rasta website. It's just that this article is only housed at the Rasta, this Rasta website for whatever reason. It used to be on some kind of evangelical apologetics website. But it's actually a good article on the history of the uh, deep state involvement in the evangelical movement, especially at that time. So that's my take on that. So you could read that there. I'm not advocating all the whatever else is going on in the dubstep room. The dub room. What is this right here, man? Is racist. This chat room right here is racist. Everyone in the chat. Everyone in the chat is a racist. All of my people is in the chat is the racist. Put the white people on the space boat, send them into the space. Y'all remember that? Put the white people on the space boat. Nick Mullen, $5. Would you go on Adam Friedland's show? Who is Adam Friedland? Uh, I don't know who that is. By the way, oh, next up is the day tapes. That's the thing I forgot to tell you guys. So we're going to do the day tapes next. Uh, I might even do it later tonight. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling pretty pumped. I got a lot of energy today. Let's see. I don't know. But I got to do the part two for the subs. So who is Adam Friedland? But the way to be beyond this is what... Make them go into space. Where? I don't, I can't find, what is his show? Is that this, this, is this Adam Freeland? Who, I don't know who it is, man. Is he a comedian? Sure. I'll go on a comedian show. So y'all have to tell me who it is. I, I don't know all the peoples. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 just, I just read my books, man. I don't know all these people. Somebody in the chat tell me who uh, Adam Friedland is. Yeah, by the way, we're going this hair out. We're going wild, man. We a wild, man. And then I'm going to grow it into some dreads. So I'll be a true dubstep man. Who is Adam Friedland? I don't know who it is. Adam Bankman Friedman. Adam Friedland. A comedian. Okay, but what's the link? Because nothing comes up for Adam Friedland show. Is it this dude? Is that him? Is he a funny man? I'm just shocked he didn't jump in the ball pit and yell out, Hey folks, maybe we can find Pete Buttigieg in here having sex. Nor my many friends at the Anti-Defamation League. And while this hilarious character Andrew is doing may seem like an obvious act of revenge, it appears as if he's been doing... 
Is that him or is that a guy making fun of him? The Adam Friedland show? Is this him? Because she used to be funny back when she wrote scissors and my Stand up comedian podcaster with Nick Mullen. I just don't know who anybody is. People are always talking about names and I don't know who any of these people. I know who Shane Gillis is. He's a funny guy. Okay, yeah, so yeah, get me on these shows. The way to get me on the shows is to request me to, to be on the shows, right? By the way, I think we have secu- we have secured a big name for our uh California live event. Guess what, boys and girls? Next live event. Well, actually not the next live event. Well, my next live event. I will be at other people's live events soon. But the next live event of my live events is got a big name man in it. And uh, <laughs> I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. If you can figure out who that is from my jingle impersonation right like what's that show the jingle show where you got to pick the you got to figure out the song from a little bit of a a jingle right you got to pick out the impression from like three seconds of impression y'all know who that is (laughs) somebody said flavor flavor (laughs) i'm gonna tell this person that everybody gets him and flavor flavor mixed up (laughs) um no it's not flavor flavor but I think uh, that's everything today. Thank you guys so much. I had a lot of fun. It was all worth it just for today's R&B song at the mix at the beginning. So uh, clip that and mix it up. That was some fire right there. And uh, I'll see you guys very soon because we got to do the subscriber show. And um, Jamie, 